0: Sarah, rugby balls. Good morning, everyone. Oh, sure. It's such a privilege and honor to be here this morning. Um, it's by God's grace that I'm standing here today. God is good. And I thank you, um, Donnie and Ronel, and the ship team here. For inviting me, and uh, I come here from, as Ronel explained, under the eldership um, team uh, that's led by Dwayne and Lauren. Um, they are praying for us this morning, and they've sent me. The church have sent me with their blessing, and they're really sending their love to you. Yeah, so I really thank God. Thank you so much. It's such an honor. I mean, for, to stand here to speak. Um, it's such a privilege. I don't take it lightly. I really thank God for, for this privilege. Yeah, to, today my I want to speak about the greatness of God. Great is the Lord. Um, I'm going to start reading in Exodus chapter 3. Um, I'll read from verse, verse 7 to 8 the lord said i have indeed seen the misery of my people in egypt i've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers and i'm concerned about their suffering so i have come down to rescue them from the hand of the egyptians and bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land a land flowing with milk and honey the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. I want to speak about great is the Lord. The Lord, our deliverer. The Lord, our redeemer. The Lord, our rescuer. The one who sets us free. Our saviour. Um, I want to personalize the scripture that I was reading about just now, like the way I'm going to say these words. I feel the Lord saying this morning, I have seen you. I have heard your cry. I am concerned about your suffering. I have come down to rescue you, to bring you out of the situation You are in into a good and spacious place. So the Lord is our deliverer, and we need to understand who He is. We can never really know Him completely, but we can know His mighty acts. We can know what He does, and because we can see Him doing stuff among us, I'm standing here today because because He's a great God, and it's by His grace that I'm standing here this morning. He's an omnipotent God. The all-powerful God. I just want to rave about Him. And I'm going to read more scriptures, more than talking this morning. Because I believe the Word of God speaks to us. And it washes over us. The Lord Most High, He's sovereign. Everything in heaven and on earth belongs to Him. He is the owner and master of everything. That is our God that we are Him. Psalm twenty-four, verse one, says, "It's the Lord. The earth is the Lord's, and everything in it, the world and all who live in it." 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 5 It says by God's word the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. And if you read in Genesis chapter 1 can we read it? Chapter 1 I'm just teasing you. chapter 1 to, verse 1 to 24 we won't read it but um, uh, it, it, it talks about uh, God spoke just God spoke and things happened. He said things in the, with, his, with, in his, with his word, he said, let there be and there was. You know what, we need to believe the word of God because the word of God is powerful. It's not like every other book that we read. He still speaks even to, uh, through his word today. So we need to really believe that he speaks. His word is powerful. It can change every circumstance in our lives. It doesn't matter what. He can change everything in our life that we're going through. If we have faith in him to do it. If we believe the word of God. The the Lord commanded commanded Joshua also in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. He says, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and successful so we need to meditate on this word of God you know sometimes we meditate on things that, that, that don't take us anywhere can I ask what you meditating on this morning when you came here this morning what were you meditating on what were you thinking of something that's really troubling you or thinking of the children that are troubling you or the husband or the wife or the family member or something else we need to meditate on the word of God and the greatness of God and his goodness in our lives and when we meditate on that we'll walk this journey with him and he will be there for us he's a powerful God we just need to believe his word Also the word of God can help us and take us uh, and, 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 and break the chains of our lives. The chains can be broken. I've got some three chains that I want to talk about. And I want to encourage us that nothing is too hard for God. Jeremiah 32 verse 17 says, Our sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Nothing is too hard for you. So the chains. The first one is fear. I'm going to talk about the chain because that fear, when we have fear, we can't really function. And uh, Psalm 34, verse 4 to 5, I'm going to read in 7 and 9. It says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Those who look on him are radiant and their faces are never covered with shame. When you look on him, you're radiant and your face is not covered with shame. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good blessed is the man who takes refuge in him fear the lord you his holy people for those who fear him lack nothing those who fear the lord lack nothing john 14:27 it says peace i live with you my peace i give to you i do not give it to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled do not be afraid the peace of God is the, is the opposite of the fear. God gives us the peace of God. The other thing is feeling weak. the other chain. when you're feeling weak also you can't do anything when you're feeling or when you're feeling insignificant or when you're feeling unimportant, there's nothing that you can do um, when you're feeling weak, David wrote this psalm. Um, yeah, it was after the Lord helped him, and he was saying, "I love you, Lord, my strength." Psalm 18, verse 1 and 2. And I'll read it: 1 and 2, and 1 and 2. "I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He's my shield, and the horn of my salvation." My stronghold. For who God verse thirty one for who is God besides me, beside the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. It's the Lord who arms me with strength. I'm standing here because it's the Lord who arms me with strength. And uh, Psalm twenty nine verse eleven it says our sovereign. Our, um, the Lord, sovereign Lord, gives strength and his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. He gives peace. He's, he gives you strength and he blesses you with peace. Isaiah forty twenty nine to 31. So I'm running through the scriptures because I'm going somewhere. Isaiah 40, verse 29 to 31. Verse uh, 29. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even the youths grow tired and weary and the young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary and they will walk and not faint. The third thing, when you are wounded. When you are wounded, you can never operate. When you have pain, you can never operate. Um, Psalm 147 verse 3, it says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Psalm 34 verse 18, it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. That's our God. That's what he does. He saves us when we are crushed in spirit. Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 3. The spirit of the Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captive, To release from darkness for the prisoners, comfort all who mourn, provide for those who grieve in Zion, bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of joy. This brings me to my testimony that I want to tell you. um, Tell you my testimony. I'm going to be vulnerable when I I tell you my testimony. Um, (laughs) um, um, I'm going to start it with this Psalm Psalm 30, verse 11 and 12. You turned my wailing into dancing. You remove my sackcloth and clothe me with joy that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O oh Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. He has put me in a special place and he, yeah, yeah. My, as Ronel was, was telling you here, um i was really grateful because i was married to my husband uh, for 32 years and i'm grateful to god for those years and the man who was passionately in love with god and in love with his wife and his family yeah he was a family man and he loved god firstly and he loved the people of god and um, you know how the way he was so passionate with with god i remember uh, during the COVID time he said to me love i'm going to namibia covet or no covet i feel i need to go that was the his his heart for god he, he was he was burning he was burning inside his heart to preach the gospel and see people getting saved and the funniest thing um one time we were sitting in, 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 our, in our dining room table. We were having dinner. And, uh, you know, as you spoke about Gracie. Gracie, our daughter, is so funny. She had us. She was saying jokes. And we were laughing. We were having a wonderful time. It was so beautiful. Laughing. And the next thing, I looked at my husband. And I'm like, um, he has tears in his eyes, flowing down his cheeks. And I asked him, now what happened love with all this laughter what happened he just said to me love I just want to see people getting saved I mean in the middle of that he, he was just his heart was, was tuned to what God wants, wants for him to do to go out and go and, and preach the word of God and, um, and wanted to see people coming into the kingdom of God We served together, and we were very close. Um, It was it was really hard. I mean, to see him lying down the day God called him. In fact, the night before that, we were talking. He was telling me about what God did in Namibia. It was an amazing, amazing evening. Um, That was the Tuesday evening, and he was telling. It was. I was really amazed by how many names of people that he knew in Namibia. He was talking about this one and that one, and how God helped them with this, and and I was very excited, and I was, and then we prayed together that evening, uh, because he was sick for some days, and uh, I, that evening I thought he was getting better, and then I went to bed like happy and thinking that God is is touching him, he's getting healed. The following morning, it was a different story. Um, he couldn't breathe, and. It went so quickly and he was gone. And just that experience, it just taught me this one thing that I've learned that, you know, when we're serving God, when we're serving God, we need to make sure that we do everything that God wants us to do in this planet. We need to make sure what's his purpose, what is our purpose here. On earth. We have to do it so that the day we go we don't have any regrets. Because I spoke to him, we had a wonderful conversation together, but the following day I couldn't speak to him. We need to make sure our lives are, are right with God. There's no time to talk about fiddly little things that don't take us anywhere. It's time to focus on Jesus and do the things that God wants us to do so that the day we go home then we know that we've done the will of the Father and we have pleased him. So it was so hard when I saw him lying down there. It was hard for me. Um, It's hard to explain the feelings that you go through at that time. Um, the night fell over me I call it the night because at that time um, there was, it was a deep pain a very deep pain and um, you know it was unexplainable and the weeping and wailing started yeah I was weeping I was wailing but I thank God for the family of God the church family and the people that prayed for us um you guys i know you must have prayed for us because the people that knew us they carried us in prayer thank you for praying for us and um and my mom i just want to honor my mom my mom is an amazing amazing woman and i like to encourage them while i talk about that to the older women the older women the bible says we need to to teach the younger women how to to love god love their families and i'm sure there's a long list that i can put that we can help the younger women to love god my mom is 82 years old now and uh, he loves god she loves god passionately and she was with me when this um when after i think it was two days when she came after this thing happened and she was with me, sitting with me on the bed um, I always say funny woman, because he, she said to me um, uh, my baby you know what um, your husband is gone and he can never come back again he, he's gone, He's when, he went to the, the master that he served so passionately and uh, and she said to me, Can you take that hymn next to you? Because I've got a hymn that stays next to me my bed. Funny woman, I'm crying and wailing. She says, Can you take that hymn? Let us worship God. You remember Paul and Silas, what they did when they were in jail? And it dawned to me at that time. In my in my darkness, the time of darkness and, and the night and um, You know, I have been talking about this thing. I've been talking about the great God and all that. I've been preaching about God for years. I have an experience of preaching about God, but that time I didn't have it all. That time I didn't have it all. It was a hard time of my life because I left. I lost the person that I loved so so much. The person that I I, I did I made I we what's it um. We did we did love to get a life together. Yeah. <gasps> <Ish>. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Talking about okay, we were yeah, so so um it was hard for me that time I was focusing on my pain. I think for me, I felt my mom reminded me something that I knew. She (laughs) reminded me to uh, move my 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 eyes looking down. I must look unto Jesus. Because when Paul and Silas were in jail, they were worshipping God, they were singing hymns and psalms, and, 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 and they were worshiping God, and singing hymns, and, and the people around them were watching them, and they saw, they saw them singing hymns in their situation. But you know what? Because I couldn't do that, it was hard for me. The Bible says, I read that scripture. Like I say, we need to believe the word of God. I read that scripture in Acts 16. After she reminded me that, I went to it, and I read it. Acts 16, verse 22 to 31. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stops. This is how I felt. When I read it, I thought, yes, I'm feeling like this. I'm feeling, I'm feeling stripped. I'm feeling beaten. I'm feeling severely flogged emotionally. And I'm feeling that I have been fu- put in the inner cell. And I've, I've, I've been fastened on the, in the feet. Not only the feet, as the Bible says, but I felt my hands were also tied up. I couldn't lift them up at that time. And you know what I did? Jesus, when he was coming to people, if they needed healing, he was asking them, what would you like me to do for you? So, and then the, he wanted the person to say something, to say, tell him that what I need to be healed, I need to, I, I need to see, whatever the thing was. So I felt I needed to cry out to God in my situation. It was a difficult one. I cried out, to, cried out to God and I, I thought of David in Psalm 51 that's a, that's a, a verse that I, I thought of as I was, uh, I, I was lying there I cried to God Psalm 51 verse, uh, verse 15 it says "Oh Lord open my lips and my mouth will declare your praises when I cried out to God saying God Lord open my lips because at this time I can't do it. I don't think I can do it right now, but open my lips so that my mouth will declare your praises. And I want to tell you something. When I, when I started doing that, I took that hymn and we started worshipping God with my mom. We worshipped and worshipped and worshipped and worshipped and worshipped. I never stopped because you know what happened? Because the word says in verse 26, it said, as they were singing, suddenly there was a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison was shaken and all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chain came loose. It wasn't only their chain that came loose, but it was for all the other people in prison that their chains came loose. It says, the jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he dropped his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for light, rushed, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them uh, them out and asked, says, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. In verse 34, it says, he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his family. You know what? When we worship God in our situation, the people, the the chains don't only fall on us, but it falls on every other person that is watching us worshiping God in our situation. You know, I always make the joke about this one, because when the chains were were, broke, were, were were loose, um no one went, isn't it? No one went away. No one came out of jail, it said, "Oh, the doors are open like in South Africa, I'm sure you wouldn't find any jailer that, was still, that will still be in jail they out. But at that time, God was in control because he's a great God. He wanted to show his power that time. So he kept all the prisoners in prison. They just sat there. Um, (laughs) Because he's a great God. He's a great God. He rules and he reigns. And uh, the wonderful things is the people come to Jesus through looking at us and worshiping God in our situation. He's a great God. Do I miss him? Yes, I miss him a lot. I'm missing and like I say, I'm missing him a lot and um how <laughs> to my place. <laughs> so I miss him a lot and um but you know what? What God has has really um spoken to me about that. I I'm like it's amazing because when he was he used to go to Namibia and sometimes he would go to, to um, Zambia, where he went with, with Don, Donnie and H. They were up to him. I won't tell you what your pastor does when he's away. So <laughs> they, they, they were up to a lot, the two, the two of them with my husband. Oh. So, so, they, so he used to go. And then when he was gone, I was missing him a lot. But you know, I, did, I, I, didn't, I missed him, but I had no pain because I knew he was coming back one day. He was going to come back home. And the Lord, with the hope that one day I'm going to see him in glory, that's what keeps me going. Because I, the Lord has helped me. The Lord has taken away the pain from me. And I'm just saving him, knowing that one day I'll meet him and we will worship the Lord together in heaven. And that is the hope that I'm carrying. And I carry on saving him uh, because he's, 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 he's been wonderful to me. The Lord has been wonderful to me. He's a great God. Only him can do what he did in my life. The Lord healed me. And I, I, I don't know, I, there's nothing there's no doubt about what he's done in my life. It's been incredible. Uh, it's some of the things, it, it's really hard to, to imagine how do they, how do they happen if it wasn't for him, yeah. And um, then, like Ronel was saying there, and then it, the, the second thing happened now, um, my son was, was okay, you explained that he was taken by the rip t- tide, And, you know, I wanna share something about him that um, we were not aware of as as parents because he was such an amazing young man, but I didn't know that he was struggling With abandonment in his heart like um so he's um one time we went um, somewhere where somebody was preaching about forgiveness and um, i think after a week or so we were at home with him and then i was in the kitchen with him and i saw him crying really deeply like from yeah it was a, a deep cry and And I I asked him, I said, my son, why? I said. (laughs) (laughs) So so I asked him, "Uh, son, why are you crying? And then he said to me, he must have been about 11, 12, somewhere around there. And he said to me, mom, I've been struggling with this thing of abandonment. I've been asking myself, why did my mom leave me on the side of the road didn't she love me so this has I've been asking myself this thing but um, but the Lord has spoken to me that I need to forgive my biological mom Yo, I was touched by and I just held him and I said my la, my my boy now you're gonna start living your life to the fullest where God you God is going to take you to the places where he he he's been wanting to take you and you have been holding yourself back by this unforgiveness in your heart and now you're gonna be he's gonna take you and I'm telling you it it happened you know after he 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 did that I saw God was using him in an amazing way he went around just speak, speaking to young people that like, growing was saying he was ministering to young people sometimes he was going to the schools and um, he was telling them that you know the way your life started it doesn't determine how it's going to end and he says um, I lived my life uh, wondering why I was abandoned but I didn't see the goodness of God that, the, uh, that God had given me life again, because I, wouldn't have, I would have died on the street if no one didn't find me. But God's by God's grace, God gave me life, and I didn't see that God gave me life and gave me good family. Those are the things that I was seeing, but I didn't see fully. But, um, and you know, he just took off. And he was just preaching the story of adoption, as compared to our story of adoption into the kingdom, into the family of God. That's how he related his story. And he he was incredible. And this morning, before I carry on, I just feel there might might be some people here who are walking with unforgiveness in their hearts. I want to encourage you to get rid of the bitterness in your heart and forgive. You know, the Lord's prayer, it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And it says, if we forgive those that forgive us, our Heavenly Father will forgive us. And if you, you do not forgive, you are holding yourself I just want to encourage you, how, how, you no know, matter how hard it is, let go of unforgiveness. Let go of it. God wants to deal with it. Right now, today, get rid of it. There's somewhere where God wants to take you, and he won't take you there if you have harboring unforgiveness in your heart. Get rid of it And the day he was taken by the riptide I was by, we went there down Duane Wayne and the other people from the church they took us down there to the to the beach to look for him and you know what? You never know how huge or big the sea is until you're looking for someone and I was stood there and I'm asking myself where, where do we start here and we he was not found even today he was not found but you know what when I was standing there that day I felt God say to me you know what I told you in the beginning about your first pain I told you to keep your focus on me. Don't focus on your pain. Worship me. And I felt the Lord say, worship me here by this speech right now. For me, it was like, because the song that God gave me at that time that dropped into my heart was, he is Lord. He is Lord. He's risen from the grave. And he is Lord. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess That Jesus Christ is Lord. For me, the Lord was showing me that, that He is still in control. It doesn't matter what your situation is, the Lord is still on the throne, He still rules, He still reigns, He is a great God. I said Lord yes I see that I understand thank you for helping me with that as I worshipped him you know he he really helped me with that and uh, I felt he was helping my pain as I was carrying on worshipping him but I said Lord please can you help me I need closure for my son I need closure at least to find his body or something I need closure. I cried out to God every day. I was crying, Lord, I need closure. Lord, I need closure for my son. Lord, I need closure. And as I was crying, one day I was in my room and I was kneeling down in my room and I was crying out to him for closure. You know what he did? He caught my attention. He said to me, You haven't given me this closure thing. You haven't given it to me. I said, Lord, but I've been talking about it for so long. I've been talking. I said, yes. He said, yes, you've been talking about it. But you haven't handed it over to me. So I literally knelt. I was kneeling down. I literally lifted up both my hands. I said, Lord... I give you the closure. I give it, I leave it in your hands right now. And you know, as soon as I did that, I felt the peace of God come upon me that time. I felt Him saying to me, You don't worry about this anymore because the closure is mine. It's not yours, it's mine because I know what I'm doing. So he he gave me his my, my, my he gave my my joy back. I felt he restored my joy at that moment. He restored my peace at that moment. It is possible with God. In his presence, there is fullness of joy and there is freedom. The Lord gave me freedom that day when I was with him in my room, alone with him, and he said, go and celebrate his life and celebrate your husband's life and, and just continue and serve me because I am God and I'm in control. And the scripture that came to mind with that is Philippians 4 verse 6 to 7. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with uh, thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, that's where we need to be and he will give us the peace that People never, they won't understand. It transcends all understanding. And I want to end up with this script, with this uh, this, uh, old hymn. It says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear, what a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer oh what peace we often forfeit oh what needless pain we bear it's all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer I encourage you let's carry everything to God in prayer Let's uh, stand together. I don't want us to miss just the profound message that Dolly has brought here. In worship and surrender. In worship and surrender is when God uh, takes those things. Where's the M's and the E and A, please? Um, It's in worship and in surrender that these miracles happen. Dolly, will you pray for us and then we're going to worship together it's an amazing, amazing truth that she's brought across. And I feel like for us as a church, this is something we carry. No matter what burdens you have, no matter what chains you have today, whether it's fear
1: or any of those she's mentioned, it's in worship and surrender that there is a breakthrough. So, Dolly, pray for us and then we're going to land with a song. Thank you. Yeah, Lord, you come before you,
0: Lord. So good.
1: us from those chains in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The chain of fear. We pray that